0: Hey, everyone. My name is David, and I am a scientist. <laughs> this is Heidi Swap. She's a therapist.
1: Not true. None <laughs> of this is just true. just want to see
0: if you guys have been paying attention. <laughs> I couldn't pass math when I studied for math. Don't have any science in my brain whatsoever. And, and I
1: have absolutely 1,000% zero qualification to be a therapist. That is for sure. Lots
0: of experience. So you'd be perfect <laughs> to go into training to be a therapy, like to start school, but. Don't do it. It'd take too many years. (laughs) You'd go into debt, um, student loans. Trust me. You're doing a great job. (laughs) Doing a great job right now. So welcome to Light the Fight. And we're here to talk about all the things that parents and loved ones have concerns about for your kids, for your family members. And as always- Let's um, be
1: honest. We're here to talk about what we freak out about.
0: Yes, or that we might be you or it might be we, depends <laughs> on the subject. I do freak out about things too. Sometimes we don't share the same things that we freak out about. I freak out about losing my tan.
1: <laughs> right. And Mine and are
0: really petty. And here's,
1: here's Dave this morning. He's like, my hair's totally thrown out. I'm yeah. like- Yeah, yeah. Heidi want to do I a photo shoot. i of that.
0: T- no, I, my exact words were <laughs> my hair is on Chia Pet status. So my hair is Chia Petting out. See, I got one. Of the, I got that like super bone straight hair that on the side of my hair when it gets like it's either going to be longer where it just like falls down, or I got to keep it really short. So but in that thing. in between stage, it looks like a chia pet. <laughs> it goes straight out, and if, there's no product in the world that can mat that to thing down. To take
1: David's picture, you're gonna have to get it on the calendar so that he can get all of his quaffing. What is that the right word? <laughs>
0: I'd I'd never heard of that word before in my life, but I'll just pretend I didn't hear that. So full disclosure, I was the guy that I I never met a mirror I didn't like. I couldn't walk by a mirror reflection when I was younger without looking at my hair. I got so much criticism from my friends and from my parents. And eventually I just kind of just was like, you know what? I'll do my hair one time and walk away from it. So now- If you can catch me like overlooking myself now, it's a rare occasion, but there was a time in my life, (laughs) as my one friend said, you've never met a mirror you didn't like. Thank you for
1: that confession. So
0: that's my confession. (laughs) So, okay, this leads me back to, so Heidi's like, hey, how about doing a a photo shoot later on today by two o'clock? Thankfully, our schedules didn't work out for that, but I was like, Heidi, (laughs) I'd have to get a haircut. I mean, there's a lot of stuff goes into it and she's like man i i thought i was the See, person who had to get ready for something so i just
1: go. i just try to look at all the time david so that i don't have that so that i don't have that chance of you know having a day where i couldn't <laughs> no hey, i'm just kidding i'm just kidding. i turned
0: 45 this saturday and as i tell people with the hair it's like it's all i got left <laughs> it's all i got left all i got left if if there's a heaven And there was a line that said, stand this line for brains, stand this line for brawn, stand this line for good hair. I was like, I'm taking the good hair. (laughs) And you may think I'm crazy, but I'm like, hey, man, apparently I knew someday I was going to have to work with teenagers because I think I've got like two gray hairs on the side of my hair. And I'm not bragging about it. I'm like, I don't know why I don't have any gray hair. And I'm 45 years old where most Polynesians and certain people of my ethnic background, they go gray really fast. My wife's like, you got less gray hair than me. And I gave, she's like, you gave me all the gray hairs. That's why I have to get my hair dyed. I'm like, okay, honey, that's why you have to get your hair dyed. So apparently I chose the hairline because I didn't choose the brawn or the brain line. But I digress. So there you go.
1: So being your birthday week, what is your birthday thing?
0: Well, don't get me depressed now because, again, my petty things about losing my tan after a break – there is a 12-year run, I think it was 12 years, 11, 12 years, where I went to my favorite Mexican restaurant in Carlsbad, California. Because when I was at the University of Utah, just so happened spring break always fell on my birthday. Yeah. So this is like tradition from when I was a little kid. If I can ever be in town on my birthday, I always, goes to, I always go to Fidel's Norte of the Carlsbad San Diego people. You know what I'm talking about, Fidel's. Awesome fish tacos. Just, it's just a traditional place right on the beach. Watch the sunset. Go sit down. So I don't get to do that for my birthday. So here my tradition is is we go to tsunami, little yeah. local sushi restaurant, my favorite sushi restaurant here. Just the wife, the kids, or close family, get some sushi, call a night. That's it. Awesome. I'm 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 easy. Just give me some good food either. Good Mexican food, good sushi. And so that's the new tradition.
1: Well that's big, a Utah birthday tradition. <clears throat> big happy birthday from all of our listeners. Let's all give make sure we give David just a just a universal happy birthday just think it just send in your good vibes <laughs> <laughs>
0: well just so you guys know 45 is the new 44 just so you guys know
1: <laughs> really so you don't really gain that much
0: <laughs> I, I think it's so funny when people are like 45 is the new 35 or 40 is the new 30 i'm like realistic expectations 44 is the 45 is the 44 because those half marks in the big like the 50s the 40s so when i turn 40 i'm like yeah 40 is the new 39 it's just just holding on to one last hope well, let's just thought.
1: have it be known that I have seniority. All right, that's. I you mean, have that's seniority, what, yeah, so you're think, older than I? Yeah,
0: we'll tell exactly I, how I old are it. you, Heidi? I
1: kill you. I I mean, I think how I got you, I have two years on you.
0: Two years, so that'd be forty-seven. Yeah. Well, seven's a good number.
1: It is. I mean, I'm. <laughs> I'm just inching up on that when you. On that golden the, that that. Best birthday of your life.
0: Well, you can mentor me how to handle my 50th birthday. Then you can mentor me <laughs> how all to right, handle we'll my 50th it goes. birthday. We'll see how I'm a ways away. I've already started planning my 50th birthday. It's going to be well, I tropical. Hope you're going to be in Carlsbad Beach. <laughs> Actually, either in Beach in Carlsbad, it's just a beach somewhere. So, all
1: right. Well.
0: No, that's Bear Lake. That's not not the Great Salt Lake. Not the Great Salt Lake. Not Bear Lake. Even (laughs) though Lake Powell is beautiful, not Lake Powell. There are waves that come from boats, but not real actual waves. So, but let's get back to the podcast because I think at some point people want us to talk about something that matters. Instead of no No more rambling. Okay, no one cares about me not having gray hair losing my tan.
1: To David's big birthday, um, we also have we also have a big event this week. So we're super excited about that. Um, I was feeling a lot more excited about it like a week ago, <laughs> and I noticed today that my excitement sort of started sharply declining. This
0: may not. This isn't a pattern you're talking about, is it?
1: I don't know if I can. I don't. I think I'm too close into the situation to actually see patterns mm. right now. Mm. Um, <laughs> but all of a sudden, I was like, I've had a few people kind of mention it to me in passing. And all of a sudden, I was like, "Huh? There's has a lot of people that I know. What? What do I even say?"
0: Okay, <laughs> anyway. guys, let me just a little. Let me tell you something about Heidi here. Okay, Heidi's that person that's scared of heights that jumps out of airplanes.
1: <laughs> well, I. No, I, that, that's I what don't... it is.
0: You're like, I'm so scared of making myself <laughs> that vulnerable. I'm going to start a podcast. <laughs> I'm going to talk about all my issues and do like on the air coaching practically. I know, and it's terrible. I'm going to get in front of, you know, hundreds, potentially a couple thousand people and do it there too. It's terrible. Okay. So just so you know, like you're the person scared of heights and jumps out of planes. Continue. All
1: right. Well, you're all invited to come watch me jump out of the plane <laughs> <True>. <laughs> this week. So as we're recording this podcast, um, I know that everybody's not kind of listening to it in real time, but those of you who are, um, this week, March 21st, Harriman High School. So this is where it all comes really close to home. This is the high school that my daughter actually attends, bless her heart. Um, she has to see my photo on the, the posters that are in the school and on the morning announcements. Um, so in in addition to me just feeling a little hyper insecure about this really being right in my stomping ground as it were. Um, I also feel extraordinarily honored. Um, this, it's a, it's a, it's a big deal to, um, to have the opportunity to, to give this, um, to our community at this level. And, um, I I feel like I want to make <clears throat> one mention. Um, and full disclosure, we, we don't do this. This event isn't being done for free. Um, everybody who gets to come to the event is coming for free. So it's a, it's a free community event. But the people who are hosting the event... Um, are paying for us to come. And um, so Harriman High is actually, they, they did um, raise funds through a grant. Um, the Jordan District Health and Wellness Coalition also donated funds so that we could be there. Um, and I want to make particular mention of the TH Memorial Foundation, And David, I think I'm, I want to let you talk about these guys. Um, this is, um, a young man who passed away from suicide and I'm, and I don't know the exact date. I'd have to look it up. Um, but he was a 23 year old young man. And as I've spoken with his mom, um, there's a, a lot of similarities between he and Corey. Um. They both were hockey players. They both pretty much had the biggest hearts in the world. Um, And this particular young man knew that he dealt with depression and some anxiety and really wanted um, to create a change in the world and, and, and would talk about it and had this dream of creating a company that that supported mental wellness. And what's really cool is that after he passed away, his family did just that. And, um, I mean, I don't know if, is there anything that you'd like to add to that?
0: Oh, just the fact that they're great, amazing people and they make great clothing called infinite vision. Shout out to them. I wear their hoodie all the time.
1: Yeah. And, um, this, this mom, um, Also has taken it upon herself to, as they raise funds and they've done various different fundraisers, very active in raising funds. And um, she does some amazing support for moms who have lost children. And um, so this is just just really amazing people that are working really hard to do wonderful things all around them. And um without their generous donation and their support of this event, it couldn't happen. So um I wanna acknowledge that and really honor honor that.
0: Well and, and I appreciate you doing that too, Heidi, because I know that you are when you talk about feeling honored to be in this position. Unfortunately, you're not the only mother in your area that's lost a child to suicide. But you're one of the very select few that has the opportunity to speak upon it um, in practical solutions, how to build relationships, so that other people can not have that similar type of story that you have. Even even at the smallest degree, you know any mom that's... um, not feeling that their child is safe or just their child is mentally, emotionally, psychologically unwell. You feel for them all the way to the people who have lost someone. So I I know that when you speak, you're not just speaking for yourself. Like you're speaking, you're, you're speaking to people, but you're also representing a large group of people. Cause you know, a lot of moms, I know other moms that have, you know, had children and some fathers um that have had kids pass away from suicide They've told you and they've told me like I couldn't do what Heidi does. And trust me, guys, she's not even sure she can always do what she does. <laughs> full disclosure. <laughs> like this morning. She's like, hey, are we really doing this on Thursday? I'm like, yeah, we're still doing it. Okay, because let me know if something falls through. We I can might reschedule lose my it. voice. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> but you no, know, in, in all seriousness, um, it's you, you're I that's the way I see it. When I sit across from you and I'm watching you speaking, addressing to people, I'm like, man, I really hope people understand that she's not standing here saying you guys need to do this you need to live your lives this way she's sitting here saying no you guys like i'm with you i'm one of you i'm worried about my kids still i i'm worried about what happened i'm worried about what i could have done differently and i'm still worried about the future not just trying to make sense of the past constantly so you're speaking for other people you're speaking to people and you're speaking with them you're speaking their same concerns their same worries and you're trying to help you're trying to figure it out with them along the way. I think it's safe to say, like we talked about in our last podcast, the, your inspiration and all these things come from doing things like this podcast. I mean, we can't go out and speak to everyone weekly, like in these types of big events, but just doing this podcast throughout the past week, it's helped you understand how to better represent other people be closely connected with other people or they're what they're freaking out about, which is what we're going to talk about today.
1: You know, and it it seems it seems so simple almost that that's the that's what we're talking about is not freaking out. And um, it it seems really almost like well, yeah, of course I shouldn't freak out. You know, like um of
0: course I should eat my vegetables.
1: <laughs> but I think that foundationally Um, and that's kind of like I did a little Instagram post and, and that's what I want people to know that the very floor the, the basement level of building a relationship um no matter who it's with is learning to not freak out learning not to let things set you off learning not to let those wedges be the be the focus of the relationships you, you know and so um, even though this is a simple, a simple topic, um, <laughs> I, I still say that it's the most important part of what I have learned. Um, specifically, since learning losing Corey, but then every day since, as um, as I continue to parent my kids and try to just become a better version of myself. You know, Um, anyway, so come. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sorry. (coughs) And uh, thank you to those who are making this possible.
0: Well, let's uh, jump in the episode after we give a great plug to 1 800 Contacts for being our community sponsor, um, community partner. And again, they're coming through to make sure that we do not screw this up. (laughs) Takes an army. Yeah. So we'll have a text line again. If you came to our last event um, at Corner Cans High School, you'll be able to text in questions that we can answer at the end. So at the very end, we do a little Q&A where you can ask questions in the audience. I think Heidi and I found out that a lot of people have a lot of questions, but it's hard to say those questions out loud. Um, some people are, are brave enough, and some people, like Heidi, don't have a filter. So it just comes out of their mouth <laughs> and they go, Wait, I didn't want to say all that. You know, every now and then we'll have one person that says, I can't believe I just said that out loud. I was supposed to say it was my friend, but I accidentally said it was me. Okay, here it is. It's all out there. But it's no shame if you feel more comfortable texting it in. But to reassure you, like we did last time, we're going to take those texts, answer as many as we can at the event, but following. In following podcasts, we're gonna be answering those questions on the podcast as well. Yeah. So if you can't come to the event, um, and uh, you know, keep on listening to the podcast, you're gonna get a lot of great questions that we're gonna answer from different parents and people who are concerned about their loved ones as well. Yeah. So thank you to one of your contacts, to make sure that we stay on our game because they have a job where they actually have to show up for on time. They like <laughs> do like meetings and like they're all professional and stuff. So we're trying to instead of learning from them, we just told them, Can you just do it for us? <laughs>
1: Yeah, we're thankful for that.
0: Yeah. Okay, so jumping right into it. In in, uh, in lieu of our upcoming uh, Don't Freak Out event, we were thinking about talking about something that parents tend to freak out about. Well, after we narrowed it down to 539 things, <laughs> that was from 15,000. Um, Heidi picked one that she specifically wanted to discuss today on the podcast, so we're going to do that today on the podcast. Again, just a little preface This is one of those things that comes from me, that comes from everything else failing. Heidi, go. <laughs> it only works if everything else has failed.
1: <laughs> well, um, we're, I'm going to share some personal experiences today. Um, and I want you to know that um, I'm sharing an ex- and some things that we've been... That Connor, my... My yeah, so if Connor. you see your
0: son out in public, don't tell him about this podcast. That, oh, well, I heard this, Connor. No,
1: I told him. I said, you know Actually, what? Actually, it's a good Can thing. Can I huh? talk to you? Can I talk about this on the podcast? He's like, Yeah, heck yeah. Good. Because this has really, this has really been a good thing. Um so, as you know, I've kind of talked about Connor. Um one of the things that Connor hates school. And as As time has gone on um there's there's things that are improving about school, and so I don't think he hates all of it. I think he just hates some of it now and so um he does absolutely love his teacher and he loves his principal and the office administration staff and and many many friends and the people the the aides that are out there at recess. And they all tell me that he gives the best hugs. And I mean, the, the, Connor just loves people. Um, and so to be honest, the relationships that he has there is what, what gets him to school, what makes him excited about school. And I, and I think that's really fantastic and amazing. I think it's a real um, credit to, <laughs> to, that, to the school. Um, but needless to say, he doesn't like to get up. And so it's not just it's not just the fact he doesn't want to go to school, but also the fact that I don't think that my genetic has a wake-up easy button. <laughs> like, I am not a morning person. And not only that, but I'm a night owl. And some of that translates. Which also helps not be a morning person. <laughs> Continue. Which also translates into some of the kids having a hard time winding down because they know that there's still activities going on in the house and when you're the youngest kid there's I'm glitter sure, bombs at midnight going right off. i mean you, you to just sleep? never know what's <laughs> gonna ha- what's gonna what you're gonna miss if you go to yeah. sleep um not only that but he's the youngest and so you've got kids and kids friends coming in at different hours um people playing indoor soccer games people playing hockey games that start at 10 11 o'clock at night you know so we kind of, <laughs> I'm sorry about this cough, we kind of live a little bit of a late lifestyle. Um, so getting up early is really hard. And it doesn't even matter the day of the week or the time. Just being w- woken up is, is not his thing. Um, so this is one of the things that actually Connor and I had a, had a meeting with David. And David was kind of saying, "You know, how are things going?" And we were talking about how things are really going great at school and some of the really positive things. And and David turns to me and says, "You know, Mom, is there is there anything that you've noticed or anything that you're concerned about?" And
0: I'm, I like it how you make our meeting <laughs> sound so professional. <laughs> it's really Uncle Dave talking to Connor. What's up, Connor? What's up, man? Like, hey, Mom, what's going on? <laughs>
1: Well, but you kind of said to me, though, yeah. is there anything that you're concerned about? And I can't remember even now if I gave you the heads up about that. But anyway, um, and I said, you know, I'm so proud of Connor because his spelling, you guys, for a dyslexic a kid, for a dyslexic kid, like, spelling is the absolute worst. And he's making really amazing strides. And so I was talking about, like, he had gotten an A on a math test. He had gotten the highest on a spelling test that he'd gotten. He'd... He'd read this, remember we talked about the book report, and he kind of had to we kind of had to cram on the book report, made it happen, he got the highest you could get, so like academically feeling really good, and I said, you know here's the thing: he just hates getting up, and I don't know what to do and i I had no idea that David would actually have it th- i mean I should have known that you had like a total name and everything for it. <laughs> So what I'm going to ask David to do is talk about this, but, but what I'm going to tell you, I think it's been a month that we've been doing it and it, for, it freaking works. And now we even do it on Sundays because church, oh. now I have to do it personally. So I want you to just kind of give your, your spiel. This is called the jump start.
0: Okay. First off, a little disclaimer, a full disclosure for the, some of you who haven't listened to all of our podcasts. I am a licensed therapist. I am not Heidi and her family's licensed therapist. Just be clear about that because long time ago, met you guys. I was Corey's therapist <laughs> many, many years ago after everything that happened. Um, you know, there's certain relationships you just need to have a closer relationship with people. I do another side thing called relationship coaching. It's just basically like a life coach. And so for many years now, as needed, like with the kids, whatever's going on, um, we just have that relationship where I'm really just kind of Uncle Dave to Connor, you know, because our families have gotten so close. But when I talk about this situation, I just want to clarify that because if there's other professionals out there and people listening to, like you, you lose someone to suicide, this type of thing that we've done for a long time. It, it went so far beyond that. And so I'm not counseling her son. I'm not working with you guys as a therapist. If Connor needs mental health treatment or those types of things, you guys go to doctor, like go to other types of things that I refer to. I just have to state that just to, you know, to, to be... <laughs> which we do. Yeah, which they do. And I, I'm referring you guys to other people. So having said that, um, so the jump start. So many, many moons ago, and I've mentioned this a couple of times on the podcast, I had some jobs that were not sitting in a comfortable office talking to people. Not that what I do, I I don't think it's necessarily easy, but I was working in some situations where it's pretty intense. So situations where kids were forced to be places they didn't want to be. Schools that there's gates around the schools that people could not, like tall gates. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, they were trying to keep the kids in school and trying to make sure the kids don't harm themselves. And so... A lot of times in these environments, uh, I would come across uh, a number of kids who were on the autistic spectrum, and some who just had severely emotionally. In fact, that was the name of the schools: SED high schools or SED schools in California, severely emotionally disturbed schools. Different grades can, um, you know, elementary, middle school, and high school. And so,
1: that's a horrible name.
0: Yeah, I mean, it. <laughs> yeah, I, well, you know what else is a horrible brand name? Mental health. <laughs> Okay, whoever right. branded mental health, it's like <laughs> they should have they should have put like emotional health. Or that would have been a whole lot better than to use a word that means crazy. I digress. Anyways, <laughs> bad branding on, on that long time ago. So, um, and I'm just getting to this whole entire jump start thing. Well, in these in these places, I would have two different roles because I was working as an intern therapist back there. But intern therapists, you don't get paid money. So during the day or in certain parts of my job function, I'd be a crisis specialist I eventually became a behavioral crisis specialist and ran the whole entire school in their crisis behavioral um, issues and then I'd be an intern therapist and seeing some of the kids there as clients um to get my uh, to get my hours for my license right so I remember there's one particular kid that in one of the classes that I was working with um he was on the autistic spectrum and I noticed a lot of the kids on the autistic spectrum and some of these other kids who struggle with severe emotional disturbances, I noticed that the parents would come in and they tell me just these horrendous fights and arguments that would ensue from trying to get their kids up to go to school. And I kept on hearing over and over again, the only thing they love to do is play video games. The only thing they love to do is for one kid that was on the autistic spectrum he, football cards, absolutely obsessed with, I mean, he had books and stacks and stacks of cards. He knew what every college the guy went to, their height, their weight. I would actually move one of the cards around in the book and put it back just to mess with them to see if he did or not. And he'd be like, you moved the card. I'm like, you got me. You know, we, it was a game we played. I wasn't being cruel. It was an actual, just to kind of see if how good he was. He was wanting to show off to me. Right. So. I remember one time in particular, I see this young man's face in my mind's eye. Um, The mom was just exhausted. And this poor mother, and this kid was a good kid, but he was autistic. I mean, it was the real deal. And the only thing that he liked to do was play video games. And the mother was like, I take away the video games, the the temper tantrum. He breaks the video game. But if I don't buy him a new one, then it gets worse. It was just this uphill battle, uphill battle. And getting him to school was just horrendous. Now, at the time, I didn't know about all the research that has more recently proven that kids' brains naturally aren't going to wake up till much later in the day. They're expected to be at school at 7.30 in the morning, and they should really be starting school for their brain development around 9.30, 10. That would hey, be man, ideal. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and I think some <laughs> parents would like to drop off their kids at 9.30 or 10 versus 7, 7.30. So basically what happened so was- do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's called being late. Um, that's called, hey, we had another dentist appointment. Gosh, you got the dentist four times a week. Yeah, we got lots of issues. So, um, so what happened was I kept on hearing from lots of parents the only thing they like is video games or whatever it was, cards. So this particular mom, she was saying the same thing. The only, like, the only thing that motivates them is video games. And they were using video games as the punishment if he didn't get up or the reward if he did problem was is everything had failed and he just wasn't getting up and he was missing school falling further behind in school and as you can imagine your kid falls, fa- falls further behind in school it doesn't help their confidence with school he already struggled being in social situations so school was hard for him just being there because the social intensity was like if you put a speaker at full blast and put it up against someone's ear like a big loudspeaker it'd be so loud even if it was their favorite song it would hurt them that's how I describe it as for a lot of these kids who are on the autistic spectrum. Social situations, even though they need social and they would like to have social interactions, it's too intense for them, for them to really be able to get comfortable in these social situations. So like I always do, I thought, well, what if we did the opposite? <laughs> now, granted, this always comes from everything else just fails, like Head of the school psychologist. He's like, ah, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I'm stumped. My me, my, my supervisor was like, Well, try this, try this, try that, try that. And the, I don't know. Like, no, no one really knew what to do. So I said, Mom, let's try the opposite. So we had a session together with this young man, the mom. Well, I had it with the mom first. I said, here's what I think we're gonna do. What I want you to do is I had a feeling back then, and I didn't have the research back then about so just so you guys know, there's there's been research that comes out, and I'll give you a little general basis on it. When you wake up in the morning to grab your phone, look at your phone, start scroll- scrolling through your phone first thing in the morning when you wake up, horrible for your brain. Bad. <clears throat> Cause a stank, <clears throat> like those little, little little weather alerts that come out in the middle of a TV show. <clears throat> really bad for the brain. I'll just put it you that way. Your brain needs a little bit of time to get rolling and get moving. But then it needs something to be attracted to, something that grabs its attention. I, especially with kids, something it enjoys, but specifically with kids, something that they're curious about. So at the time, I didn't know that the brain needed time to warm up. I just didn't think it'd be good to start off the morning this way. So what I did was I said, let's compromise with your son. If video games is the only thing that motivates him, why don't you let him play video games before he goes to school? And if you could have seen the look on this mom's face when I said this, just imagine her jaw dropped and looked at me. She's like, I'm already having enough hard time with my kid. Like, why are you saying stupid crazy? She's like, she's like, I really like you, Dave. You seem like a nice guy, but that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. I said, no, no, hear me out. Hear me out. I said, I think, cause I did this in the schools. When kids would come to school, they'd be grumpy and tired. And instead of trying to get them to work, I'd look at the teacher and say, let me have him for a minute. We'd go outside and play basketball. Well, if a kid liked basketball," And he started getting the endorphins going, started moving, played basketball, just enough to get him going, we'd bring him back to class, he'd sit down, and kids that had ADHD that loved basketball, oh, that was heaven sent. I'm like, well, if it worked at that, maybe it worked. I just, his video games is like such a bad thing is what the mom, because the mom thought video games were evil, yeah. and I'm telling her to give her son poison, right? right? So I go, here's what we do. We tell him, if he gets up on time, now, because the situation looks so extreme, she was allowed to you know, help him with the alarm, give him a couple reminders, some basic statements. But if he gets up on time and he gets ready, so he had a list of things he had to get ready from this time to this time, you would let him have video game playing time for this 15, 20 minutes before he went to school. So what this actually required, I think she had, I think she had it so – because I think our school started at 8. He had to get up by 7, be ready by 7.30. And they, they had to be in the car, by like, you know, 7.35, whatever, to make it to school in time. Well, it never worked. I mean, he was never on school in time. So we said, all right, now you got to get up at 6.45, get ready at 7.15, from 7.15 to 7.35, you get to play video games. And she was like, are you serious? I'm like, I think it'll work. I really think it'll work. Because if she kept, she was so sold, the only thing that motivates them is this. I'm like, well, then let's use that. But there's this thing in our mind that says, That's bad. We can't do that because we're a bad parent. But at this point, she was whatever. She's like, what else are we going to do? It just He's already failing all of his classes. <laughs> like, We couldn't make it any worse, right? So we talked to the young man about it. You should have seen him light up like a Christmas tree. He's like, are you serious? Like, he looked at his mom. He looked at me. He's like, serious? He's like, yeah. And, shush, and so we said, hey, this is where you heroize the person. We said, listen, this is your opportunity to show us that video games aren't bad for you because you need video games to inspire you. I just made up some crap to be told that I was like, inspire you. Like, whatever it was that he wasn't getting in real life, because he was always telling his mom, video games help me, video games help me. So instead of debating with them, we just rolled with that narrative. Mind-blowing. It worked way better than I thought it was going to work. What had happened was, and this has happened so many times, I'm trying to make sure that I remember this one specific time. But what happened was he was so honored that he had this chance. He got his clothes ready the night before because he's smart. <laughs> he realized, he goes, okay, I never wake up on time. And when I do wake up on time, I have to get my clothes ready. He realized that he had to order things just like he did with everything else because beyond the autistic spectrum, he had some very specific things that he had to have done. He picked out his clothes the night before. He set it all up. He had it in his mind, I could get up, get everything done in nine minutes. And then who's to say, he's like, do I still get to 735? And his mom was like, yeah. She's like, do I give him extra time? I'm like, just go with it. Oh, he nailed it. He got that time. But what the good thing was now knowing that I know the research, it took him still about, I mean, nine minutes. It took him still a little while to get going. But his brain was like, get up, get your teeth brushed, go eat your breakfast, And while he was doing those things, he started to get the engines going. So when he actually got into the video game, it was only for like, you know, that 25 minutes, I think around there. He played that video game, got to school, and started telling the kids at school he was excited. I played the game, I leveled up. And of course, the kids there are like, wait, you leveled up? You played video games before school. How how the (laughs) heck did that happen? They're like, David, wait, hey, we talked to my mom too. (laughs) Some of those kids, they could get up to school in time. So that was a tough sell for their parents. Like, no, no, we're not doing that. And I I didn't suggest that they did that. So then throughout the years in certain situations when everything else had failed, things just weren't working. The motivation was low. I'm like, how can we use the one thing that seems to be the crutch, the arguing point? How could we tweak that and turn that into a solution? Now, the big challenge that she had and other people have had is how to be able to get them off the game. Because what happens is, if they get so locked into it, you try to pull them off the game. Depending,
1: yeah,
0: some people get really mad. Some people get not as mad. I would tell the parents: the goal is not to. The goal is to help. The goal is not for them to not be mad. The goal is for them to disconnect voluntarily, and be rewarded for that disconnection. So the reward is if you get off the video game, with just one warning then you're good to do it the next time. If you get off the video game and it takes two warnings from your parent, then you can still do it the next time, but you can't do it until like 7.25. So now you only get 10 minutes. You can get ready all you want, but you can't get on until 7.25. Parents have to take a lot of ear beating sometimes and get used to that. But hey, listen, if you're trying something like this, you've already been down the ear beating road. You already been the, why don't you let me do this? But if they agree to it, it's a plan that you initiate They agree to it. There are specific steps and structure to it. But if there's three reminders, then after that, they lost the next day. Give them something that they love and motivates them, and then they have to go without it because their own consequences, this is very similar, or their own behavior is very similar to the parent-teen partnership that we talked about last week. They're actually learning something. They're struggling not having the video game because they – You had to remind them too many times, but you know what they're not struggling with? They're not struggling with the opportunity to have it again. The next day they can try it again. They're smart enough to realize, when I say they, kids in general, regardless from the autistic spectrum or not, they're smart enough to be able to realize there is a reward and there's steps they have to go through to get to the reward. If they don't follow the steps, they don't get the reward. Some kids on different levels of the spectrum responded more difficult, but the goal wasn't to stop them from freaking out. The goal is to help them Be a self-starter, manage their screen time, manage their ability to get on something, get off something. And for these young kids, and by the way, I haven't just done this with kids on the autistic spectrum. This is just where it started from. This goal is independent living. Well, is independent living in today's world, getting off screen time, waking up when you're supposed to wake up, be a self-motivator. So these are all things. And so now I'll pass it back to you. Heidi, so this is basically what the jump start is you're you're simply giving them something that's going to motivate them to get through the hardest part of the day, which is just the getting up and by the way, these kids start to go to bed earlier and are more motivated to go to bed because they realize it's harder for them to wake up if they don't go to bed on time so it, they're having natural lessons. I don't want to say consequences. They're having natural learning from what doesn't work versus what does work to help them meet their goals. No different from someone saying, hey, I want a new TV. I want a car. I got to go to a job. I got to be on time. I got to get a raise. So they figure out these different steps, these linear steps. It just so happened that one thing that a lot of kids on the autistic spectrums are good at is putting things in a specific order. Yes, they can be obsessive about that, but there are some good things to be obsessed about. Independent living skills. If you're obsessed about independent living skills, you might be able to live independently.
1: Right. Heidi? Well, so so really what happened for us was we kind of broke down. I mean, this actually automatically made sense to me because I think that if you've got nothing to look forward to, getting out of bed is even worse. You you know? And I can relate to not wanting to get out of bed. So I think that here's what got stipulated for for us um connor needed to be out of bed at 7 he needed to get himself dressed his hair combed totally ready all the way down to his shoes eat have his lunch packed and i help him with the lunch packing so that was he was just had to make sure that it actually made it into the bag and And then the last thing is at 7.30, he needed to ask for my permission and say, is it okay if I go get on my game now? At which point I say yes. I make sure that he's got everything done. Yeah, you check it first. And then he um, was going until about 7.50. And then we were kind of regrouping and getting ready to leave. So what I was noticing is that he – so he did it, frankly. He he's done it. No problem. So every night and I do um I do help I do put Connor to bed, meaning that we kind of have some time before he goes to bed to talk and to chat. And that's a really important part of of our relationship and of his bedtime routine. So every night I just remind him last thing I say is, okay, jump start. And he knows His what that means. Goes, oh yeah. Okay. He knows what that means. Okay. So when I come in um at 7 a.m., all I say is jump start. And he he gets up. And I s you know, I'll be like, feet on the floor. And and that's a that's a cue for him to actually sit up. And then he gets up. And and we haven't had whining and crying and going back to bed and me going down five or 10 times, maybe. So (laughs) (coughs) he's even getting himself fed, which sometimes like he would drag on so long and then there's no time to eat. And then he's hungry. And I thought that, okay, well, if you're hungry, then maybe you're going to, next time you're going to want to eat more, but that wasn't working. He was just more hangry and mad. So at school, the first five or ten minutes of school, boom, they have them, he, they have them in a writing assignment or something that he's immediately like quiz-based or whatever.
0: There's no warm-up. It's just right No, and it, yeah. so
1: finally he's like alert and awake and we're on time to school enough for him to be successful because this is one of the things that the teacher was saying. Because he's coming in two or three minutes late,
0: Starting off bad, then his anxiety all, is already yeah, up because already, he's
1: behind. It's already a lost cause, right? And and, and for the,
0: someone like Connor, he feels that pressure. I'm everybody's late. Every start, at, it yeah. was looking at me like you know. He's already thinking like, gosh, I got. I'm behind. So it, it set him off before the day even got going.
1: It it has create it just created. I knew when we were walking out the door that he was like ticking, because I feel like our whole life I've been dragging him out the door. And, you know, that when he walks in and just looks miserable, you know, everybody at school is thinking, Jesus, your mom beat you this morning? And, you know, maybe I He's had. Like, not
0: this morning. <laughs> she didn't beat me. But.
1: So, I want to share that because I do think that it makes sense. If you can figure out what is it that makes your kids excited. Do they love to read a book? Do they love to watch a couple YouTube videos? You know, do they want to play a game on their phone? Do they, do they need a little bit of iPad time or whatever that is? And, you know, I think that as the kids get older and they have a little bit more jurisdiction over what they get to do that, it might not have as much pull. Um, but I've really, (laughs) I've really been impressed because I was like, okay, you know, maybe he'll do it once. But I want to also kind of add a, another shout out to something that we've talked about. And this is something that, Dave, we talked about a couple podcasts ago when you kind of talked about making a date with your kids, like having this pre-arranged time where you're saying, I am yours and you get to choose what we're going to do. And I don't know. Hopefully you've listened to that. It was a they couple- guide
0: it. They lead it.
1: Right. So one of, the other, one of the other things that you recommended um, was for a parent to actually get into what their kid was interested in. Let your kid teach you about that thing that they're interested in.
0: And knowledgeable about.
1: Right. So, you guys, I am the world's worst video gamer. Like, there is not a more incapable lack of like whatever it is (laughs) eye hand coordination or whatever like i just suck at it and i've sucked about i've sucked since atari right i've never been good at it and so like me like i just felt like it could never connect on this you know so when you say learn how to play the video game i was like heaven help me this is the last thing that i want to do Really quickly
0: a little time out to add to that if especially people haven't listened to this Think about how much we're demanding of our kids' attention to things that we want them to pay attention to. If we give them, say, "Listen, we're going to pay attention to something that means something to you," game changer. Just try
1: it. Well, so this is what I did. Go ahead. And <laughs> I didn't. I did. I didn't play the game. So we we made like I said. Hey, he he needed my attention. I couldn't give it to him. I said, hey. Tomorrow at 4 o'clock, when I get from work, between 4 and 5, I'm yours. Whatever you want to do. you know. And, and so I set up, and, and boy, he remembered. He remembered. He was holding my feet to the fire, right? Which was fine. It was great because he was like, okay. He knew.
0: He was like, wait, this isn't normal. I don't right. normally get that invite. So, Let's so, do it.
1: So we went downstairs together, and I started just asking him questions about Fortnite. I didn't play. True confessions. I did not hold whatever the joystick thing is called. (laughs) See how bad I am? (laughs) I did not hold it in my hand. But you know what we did? I let him go through his 110 Fortnite skins. Now this is, okay, first of all, this was astonishing. He knew what every single one of them was named. He knew the details exactly what update it was from. And then he could tell me, like, at what level he had to get for, to morph into the, like, I don't even know the skins had, like, different levels of morphation. And, like, I mean, the level of depth. And he knew every detail about every iota. And then he started showing me the backpacks and then, like, the helmets and, like, all these different things. And for one hour, We didn't even get all the way through all the skins and him like teaching me about it. And to any parent out there listening to me, first of all, I realized that the kid can learn things and that he can very memorize (laughs) things. And that he is very smart. Like... This game requires a lot of intelligence Mm -hmm. just to play, you know, and he has a lot invested in this game, right, that I probably didn't even realize. It also gave me an opportunity to, to have some extra conversations with him and to relate to him and to say, wow, that's a really cool one. You know, or yeah. which one's your favorite? Oh, this one's, I think this one's my favorite. And he'd be like, well, I want to I pick whatever's your favorite. Which one do you like the best? You know, and so, so I guess I'm just sort of testifying of, I, I was very resistant. I mean, I think that parents, as a parent, I feel like I don't want to contribute. You want to encourage it. I want to encourage this Fortnite obsession or this gaming issue.
0: Well, and a little timeout too. Think of how much you're competing for your son's attention with that game.
1: Right. Think how
0: much parents (laughs) are jealous of how much time and attention our kids give
1: video games,
0: and it upsets us. So I just want to add that in there. What
1: what upsets us is that it's happening in – Instead of the room getting picked up, which you've Family asked them to do 20 times, or the homework, or, you know, yeah, what, whatever. It seems like
0: it's an adversary.
1: Yeah, it does. And so you feel like, okay, I don't, I don't want to add to I don't want to give any more fuel to this fire. But it did the opposite. And so now, like, I have vocabulary, we have dialogue. Instead of Fortnite being something that I'm against, I'm trying to understand it. And I'm using it to um,
0: really to increase your partnership with him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I am. And in,
0: in any company, you guys have to use the same language to communicate.
1: You guys, he was so excited. To Just show think, me his
0: skin. How cool was it when you started? Because when, when Heidi told me about this, she was like, Dave, this is a huge win. Just think for a second. Try to describe the look on his face when he was talking to you passionately about what he knew and that you were interested in it.
1: Well, and then we kind of got to and, – and actually, like, we couldn't even squeeze it all in. So we've had a couple little sessions like this. And now we've gotten to, now I can't remember what they're called, what the dances are called. What are the dances called? They're like, there's like a name. Oh,
0: um, I know. Um, I can't I've remember. only talked to enough young people about it. <laughs> it's uh, the clan
1: I can't remember. Anyways, go ahead. i don't uh, blink. Anyway, so what, what happens is you accumulate certain dances. Yep. And so then you can use those dances when you're like, Partying and yeah, celebrating, celebrating when you yeah. do something, so then we started. In each like, level, they introduce a new dance. Yeah, and yeah. so then we started like doing like a dance off using these dances, and, and you know a lot of them are the ones that you've you've seen. Yeah, the emotes. That's yeah, what they're the called. Emotes, they're yeah. emotes. And the dude knows the emotes, and I look like an absolute idiot when I was doing it, which he loved. You know. So what I'm saying is that these two tools that you've introduced, this concept of, of separating, giving some time, um, set aside for that to be interested in what they want to share with you or teach with you. Um, the second thing of, of really allowing yourself to be taught by them and give yourself like that chance to see the world through their eyes and be like, okay, well maybe they're not as
0: helpless of a human as
1: I thought. Or, you know and then just really being able to be like holy cow my kid can get himself out of bed and dressed and ready to go and at 7:30 on the dot say okay check me out i'm ready and so it's been empowering for him it's gotten me to freak out a lot less
0: there's less reason to freak out
1: right and we're to school on time and he's already like ticking
0: and you're driving away, dropping your son off school, feeling good, and sitting there going, "Little do all these parents know that I let my son play video games to get him here." <laughs> I've.
1: Did you want to
0: read something? No. Okay. Well, no. Okay. I'm just. I'm.
1: Right. I'm just getting the text from, <laughs> from home. Well, don't worry; it's the middle of a podcast, but. Oh, okay. Connor needs to be.
0: Um, up. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're sharing this because, like we often say here on Light the Fight. A lot of the things... Now, remember, I, I'm coming from a background in counseling where I was usually the guy that saw people after multiple failed attempts of therapists and counselors. Or I was the guy that was a behavioral specialist at very at-risk, crisis places where a lot had, a lot had gone wrong in the family's lives, in the young person's lives before, um, before they came across you know, a relationship with me. And so a lot of the things that I've kind of figured out or pieced together were cultivated in the fires of instant necessity because things were so horrible. (laughs) People were so beyond hope that they're really like, well, it can't get any worse. Let's try this. But I'm thankful for those parents because if they didn't struggle to that point (laughs) and, and, didn't lower themselves. Okay. I shouldn't say lower themselves. What I mean, they weren't, if they didn't get to that point and didn't humble themselves, what I meant, by the way, definition of the word humble, willing to be taught. They were open for business. Like I'm open for changing patterns, business. We would never question to think a lot of the things we do is out of habit and because we're told that's the path to success. A good parent doesn't let their kids play too much video games because if they do... And then other people go to the opposite extreme say, well, I'm not going to be one of those stuffy parents, so my kid can do whatever they want. They're allowed to play with balls. I'm doing air quotes. They're allowed to play with balls in the house. <laughs> That's a big thing. It's like, no balls in the house, or I don't care. My parents don't let me. You can play with balls in the house all you want. Those two extremes sometimes fall on, the, on opposite ends of the spectrum. But somewhere right in the middle, a lot of kids would tell me, hey, listen, I'd tell my parents, why can't I do this? Because in their mind, it makes sense, and it would motivate them. Parents' natural resistance to saying, no, you can't do that simply because they think it would be bad, that doesn't really get a a partnership and it doesn't allow your kids to have their own struggle and to figure it out on their own. So for example, like video games. And so not everything, so everyone listening, not everything can be negotiable. There are certain things as a parent you just got to do and you can't explain all night long why you're doing it. Things just got to happen. But ask yourself, where are the areas in my relationship with my kid or my kids' points where they're saying, hey, why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? Where are the areas where you can test the waters of your guys' habits and the way you guys run things in your family that you might be able to try something different? If it doesn't work, you can always go back to it if it doesn't work. And this is what always I suggest when it comes to getting to school in time, doing homework. A lot of parents will tell me, hey, listen, you have to have your homework done. You have to have all these things done before you can do anything fun. So, so you're telling me when you get off of work after eight hours of work, and this is what I tell parents to, to use as example. So what you're telling me when you get done with eight hours of work, you come home, you have to finish everything that you have to work on at work before you go to bed right when you get home. Most people say, well, no, I want to relax for a little bit. want to do it. Okay. So why are you telling me that your kids have to do homework after they just got done seven, eight hours of homework at school? Where did this idea come from that that's good for them? Where's the rest time? Where's the snack time? And a lot of times people scratch their heads like, well, I don't know. I just thought if I gave them any free time, then they'll use that. I'll never get them back because I tried it one time. I said, aha, you tried it one time and it didn't work. You just tried it. You didn't have a plan for it. So what we're saying here is this isn't just let your kids play video games. Listen, go back and rewind and listen to what Heidi said. There is a blueprint that she figured out and that we discussed. Give them the carrot in front of them. Give them the steps to get the carrot. But if they don't take the steps, they don't get the carrot. Or if they don't give the carrot back, <laughs> you know, if they don't turn in the video games afterwards, we'll then set it up ahead of time. Then next time they don't get the video game in the morning for, like she said, for someone else to be playing music. I have to tell you guys, parenting, I know I don't have teenagers yet. My oldest, you know, is eight years old. Using these things in my own life, it's, it's so lovely and so easy. So here's my daughter's thing. And then we'll end on this. Some of you may, there's a cartoon, I forget what network it's on. She loves science and she loves like mystery type stuff. it's called Odd Squad. They investigate things that are odd. It's a bunch of kid actors, really pretty funny, pretty hilarious actually. And she's really intrigued with this type of just, just format, this type of uh, storyline, right? So she loves it so much. Every step of the way, when she first went to kindergarten, I found out what she loved the most. I've never had, it's probably the longest my daughter's ever taken to get out of bed, to get up in the morning, 20 seconds. Since she's been in kindergarten. I picked right now, it's odd squad. I picked whatever it was. And each each year we kind of evolve it a little bit. So right now with Odd Squad, so the night before she goes to bed, she knows in order to be able to watch Odd Squad in the morning, she has to get her her clothes out. She has to get her little box that has her, you know, her hair detangler, her brush her toothbrush, it's like a, just a morning, grab this little basket thing, get everything going.
1: Because you're, you're on morning duty, right, at your house? I'm on
0: morning duty at my house. My wife, by the time I get my daughter ready for school, my wife's gone to work already. <laughs> she's, she's the real hard worker of her family. I, was, I just talk about feelings. So, so we have this whole setup and she remembers, if she does this, I'll wake her up in the morning, she wakes up, she goes eat her cereal, usually she, cereals, whatever, something like that. What I do though, because she's eight years old she's really tired in the morning because we go to bed late too i'll put on odd squad on a big screen out out in the living room she's at the dinner table and i put it on fast forward through the commercial i put it on right in the intro it goes odd squad and they start talking and she's like sitting there all of a sudden she hears that and she wakes up a little bit i press pause i put it down she's like Okay, because I don't want her brain to the first thing that she sees when she wakes up, because I read the research on it. She needs that 15, 20 minutes to kind of get going. She starts eating the cereal. She gets done eating the cereal. She gets dressed. After she gets dressed, she puts on her deodorant, does her teeth, brush hair. That takes her 20 minutes to do all that. Then when she's done, I don't. now it's at clockwork. She grabs the remote, presses play. Before I do it for her, but now she just has it. Presses play. She can watch Odd Squad. She doesn't even get to watch a whole episode. Just 15 minutes sometimes, 20 minutes at the most if she's really early, right? Actually, you know what the difference in time is how soon I get up (laughs) to, to remind her. Like I set the alarm or whatever, but I just go, hey, time time to get up. Boom, she jumps up. She's ready to roll. It works every time like clockwork. Never had an issue with getting her up, not once. But each time we have to figure out what's the next motivating thing. We're creating habits that teach your kids to be resourceful What are they curious and interested about? Use that. As an adult, some people do that with music. Some people do that with podcasts. I've heard lots of people said, hey, I get up in the morning, I make my cup of coffee, I put my podcast in, and it just starts rolling next thing you know. I'm up and I'm moving. Whatever works for you, find out what that is. Whatever works for your kid, find out what that is. And you can be able to work on your partnership, relationship. They start to see you as a person that they can negotiate with versus a person they have to lie and manipulate because you're not unreasonable. You'll do things and try things that It
1: might be bacon.
0: It could be bacon. It could be bacon. <laughs> and if you're a vegan, that's a whole other issue. I can't help you with that one. But you know, some parents, you know, there've been some things I've made suggestions that go, nope, we're not doing that. We'll find something else. <laughs> hey, okay, sure. Whatever works for you, whatever works for you.
1: You know, I, I think that as you listen. As as people listen to these suggestions, and I know that we got a lot of feedback last week, as after we talked about the parent teen agreement, um, we got a lot of um, DMs, a lot of response, and a lot of it was people like just trying to like figure it out. Figure it out, it out. okay? Because like, this is something this I have work? to go
0: over in in mul- mul- like three good sessions. With right? People. How would
1: this work in my family? How would this work with my child? And, and, and can I put this on the agreement? And, you know, those kinds of questions. And, and of course, like, I've actually never done the parenting agreement. Um, and I think Not that... Not yet. Right, right. I think it's something that um, I could see really being of value with actually each one of my kids. And and it's I don't even think that it has to be somebody that's necessarily doing something wrong or has something that you're trying to deal with. It's just kind of establishing some expectations, independent and living skills. Yeah, it's exactly. setting up
0: patterns for independent living skills.
1: So the thing that's tricky about it, as I noticed, you know, we had a great conversation last week, and that's on last week's podcast, pod, podcast number fifty, I think, right? Yes, and. And I know that we can't like. We're not going to be able to have a podcast that like outlines everybody's situation. And yeah, as this I is was, a
0: conversation, not education directly. Like step one,
1: right? And so as as I was talking to David, and I was like, okay, you. There's a bunch of things in here that you've got to respond to, or that because I don't know. And we kind of started talking about maybe this is this is something that we could offer. Obviously, it would be held here locally. Um. And we talked that maybe it would even be like a three-part series where a couple parents or one, one parent or the other would come in and it's, it's like three weeks in a row, maybe one half, two hours a night, um, workshop format where you would be able to kind of, um, Dave would be able to lay it out answer
0: questions. Yep. It usually takes 3 sessions from start to finish to get it going in my private practice so we so we just we're brainstorming about maybe we could do 3 separate nights, maybe 3 <laughs> weeks in a row to be able to help people get this concept, work out some of the details, ask questions. And um so I guess I guess we're asking our listeners a question right now, right Heidi?
1: Right. Is it is that something that that you'd be interested in? You know, I would imagine that if we did it because it does need, life. people need
0: help with this. This is not something that, yeah, it, it's a back and forth conversation. That's right. why I hadn't talked about it in the podcast before because it's one of the more complex things. Very effective, very simple once you get get it, but to start it off, it's kind of a head scratcher because a lot of people, they have a hard right. time seeing a partnership with someone that they feel is taking advantage of them or have manipulated them. A lot of parents are like, I don't want to partner with my kid and... Why would I be giving these things? So it takes a little explaining, some back and forth, Q&A.
1: You know, and I could see like once we kind of figured it out in real life with real life people and in, in that, that maybe there could be an online course made in the future. Anyway, yeah. we would, we'd love to hear your thoughts. If you're interested to be put like on an email list, if, if we actually do. Message us, email us. Let us know.
0: Email us at, what's our email again? Support at lightthefight. I've never emailed us. Support at like the fight.com <laughs> <emailed> <laughs> like fight. or hit us up on Facebook or Instagram saying, yes, I would like to know about that because just like our workshops, everything else we do, it's based upon if you guys want it or not. So,
1: so we've had a few people asking. We do have um, a parenting workshop that's coming up the first weekend in April. And we don't actually go into really deep like how to detail on how to make a parenting agreement. We talk about it, we talk about partnering, we talk about tools, um, so that's not actually what we go into in this in the Parenting Workshop, in the Optimizing Your Influence Workshop. So we had several people asking, of, is that what that workshop is? And, and it, so what we're now considering is maybe there needs to be an additional style. Um, but that really, coming to our parts. workshop,
0: and this is not just a plug for it to come to our workshop, if you came to our workshop and then you did the um, like we did a partner partnering teen partnership agreement small little workshop a lot less expensive, that's where you're gonna knock it out of the park. Like that's where you're really gonna get this information because it tells someone to do something that they don't really understand why they're doing it. it rarely sticks.
1: Right. And the, so
0: the ability to apply it is a lot harder. <laughs> so that's why I want your feedback because we got this workshop coming up in April, other workshops planned in the future. Um, so, we just want to know if this is something that sounds interesting to you. So, if you haven't listened to our last 50th episode, go back, listen to it. If it sparks your curiosity. Please message us or email us.
1: Yeah. Just, you guys got to know that we're, we're just kind of like navigating this. And um, we're just
0: starting, we're, we're a year learned. old. So, in the, in the real life process at a year old, what are you doing? Like starting to crawl? Like, oh, we're starting to walk. We're
1: starting we're to walk. We're
0: just barely starting to walk. So, Light the Fight is starting to walk
1: but you know we've we've got some really cool opportunities that have come come and um we look f- you know we're working with some school districts we're looking working with some health organizations and so we're we're excited about the opportunities and so um And we you know, only do
0: it because you, you because guys are asking are coming to us to yeah, yeah so. cuz
1: I don't know that we really... So thank you. No. Know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so thank you for guiding our ship, because if it was up to us, I'd just take the ship to Carlsbad or Hawaii every yes, time. Yes, you so.
1: would. Yes, you <laughs> would. Well, we better wrap it up. Um, so we hope to see you this week at Harriman High. If you are living outside of the vicinity, um, we will catch you next week.
0: And if you come and you have any complaints, uh, there'll be a line to talk to Heidi afterwards. <laughs> You can share those I take complaints all those with Heidi. I really appreciate that. I can't take criticism, so I'm not going to take any of those.
1: Well, you guys, thank you as always for listening. Um I know that I I know that we can all use um suggestions and ideas on how to how to do a better job because you know what? There's there's no manual. <laughs> um and you know, it, it's fun for me to share a couple of my wins today. So, um, it's been kind of a big deal. So as always, thank you, David, for your insight and thank, thank you, all of you for listening and helping us to light the fight.